And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms and restrictions apply. Good morning, good afternoon, whatever time of day it is that you are listening, folks. Today, today is the 16th of May, year of our Lord, 2023. <sighs> Welcome to the Bonnie Cardigan Show presented by The Athletic. I'm, of course, joined by the on-again, off-again man who wears the cardigan, James Edwards the third of The Athletic. Or should I say Zoom Edwards the third of The Thanks. Athletic. We're rare, sorry, rare off-season Zoom pod. James is obviously in Chicago, uh, was just at the NBA lottery where the Detroit Pistons fell uh, all the way down as far as they could possibly fall to fifth overall. And in a night where you kind of just dust your hands and go, yeah, because the script has been leaked for months. We knew, of course, San Antonio, they did it. Oh, of course oh, they did. And I'm goofing. Like, no, I'm actually not mad about it in like the rigged sense. I think it, there's a more compelling case to be made that this actually, I don't think it was rigged this year. I think we're it's clean actually this funny, year. Like, I think that like, if you were going to th- call it rigged, I think like the, the top three were like the three most rigged San Antonio, because everybody was just talking about the Duncan storyline. Yeah. Charlie gets to LaMelo's like the most popular player amongst kids. They need another guy, Michael Jordan's team. And then Dame might stay in Portland. They get Victor uh, like those three, I guess you could throw Dallas in there, but yeah, I think those three are like the top it's, it's rigged team, but come on. It's, it's not. But it's if I'm, you know, I don't really want to spend much time on this because I know people aren't really in the mood to hear people be excited right now. Um, good for the Spurs, man. Honestly, good for stink next year. Yeah. <laughs> and listen, just really quick before we'll, we'll talk Pistons, but like San Antonio gave away everything to get Wimby and it worked 100%. Tanking works. It worked. However, that is one of the teams that, one of the rebuilding teams that just does not have the infrastructure for him to like come in and like set up for success. Like their second best player is what Keldon Johnson. Yeah. Keldon isn't a number two on a really good team. Like they got to like, it could be ugly for Victor next year, just given he'll have all the focus. So I, if he's as great as everybody says, maybe he'll overcome that, but I think he could have a really rough rookie year just given where he landed. You know, I know, you what you meant to say was that tanking worked in you know in this exact instance, but the irony here, James, is if we say tanking works, I got to be honest with you, man. If we can speak candidly for a second, we'll get more nuanced here in a few minutes. But if we can be candid for a second, it feels pretty bad as a fan that I can sit through eighty-two games, watch my favorite team only win seventeen of them, and then have them pick. Fifth, having the worst team in the league that just won 17 games picking fifth feels pretty awful. And I'm not I'm not trying to be like sour grapes and only sound bitter because it's like, oh, two years in a row, you you got fifth and you're pissed about it. It's like, no, no, no. But be for real for a second. Even if you're a Spurs fan, 
right? Even if you're a Houston fan, you're kind of pissed right now. You know what I mean? The fall for them actually wasn't as bad as it could have been. But for us specifically, like, it sucks. The worst team in the league. I just don't think it should be fifth. That just, it feels a little too uh, awful. What do you think? Listen, Troy said it. We just talked to him. He can't complain because it brought them Cade two years ago. The system's the system. Um, what I find funny is what the Spurs finished with 22 wins. Yeah, give or take. Cade plays. Cade plays the whole year, maybe half the year. Pistons probably have like 22 wins. Yeah. We live Victor. Like the, the irony in Cade not playing and them being the worst team in the league got them fifth when if Cade played, again, maybe they win more than five. Maybe they don't win more than five, but mm-hmm. five sounds like the sweet spot where they could be right there uh, in the victors. But again, it's all luck. Uh, it's unfortunate for Pistons fans. Um, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I, I think, obviously, I am not surprised by the outcome as somebody who I've been saying on here, just the juju didn't feel right talk like it just didn't feel the same you were speaking like for yourself Kade, though because i was gassing it the Cade year we we it felt like it the Cade year it felt like they had played they didn't win a lot of the games but they competed their asses off all the young guys were playing hard they were in in most of their games it's like this the basketball guys are going to reward this team and as soon as Cade went out this year they shut it down and it's like eh, the basketball guys probably aren't going to reward them this year it just felt like bad juju so I mean, at the end of the day, fifth was the most likely outcome. They landed fifth. It was interesting in the lottery room. Uh, it was chalk all the way up till number five. Mm-hmm. Everybody who was 14 to six was chalk. And then fifth hit and it showed the Pistons and the whole room was like, <gasps> even Mark Tatum had a little kind of a little sass to him. I don't know if anybody else caught that kind of kind of pissed me off. It was like, I don't re- actually really want this right now, Mark. But can I just can I throw this out there? Um. I had been saying, I've been saying it for months. I've been trying to tell everybody what the Pistons should do. I told everybody the team with the third worst record ends up winning the lottery the most times. Who had the third worst record in the league this year, James? Who was that? Spurs. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's San Antonio. I'm Troy. The playbook writes itself, or rather, I write it. I'm telling you, that's the that's the that's the strategy. That's the route. Uh, in terms of how I'm feeling in this precise moment about falling to fifth. I went into the night like totally fearless. Like, dude, I was like, we're, first of all, we're top three, which is great because we're getting a capital G guy. You know what I mean? Or, okay, sure. You're fourth or fifth and you kind of get screwed a little bit. Um, Okay, cool. We're trading that pick, right? We're cashing in. We're getting something nice because ultimately how I'm feeling right now and what my take is, and I think I'm going to be consistent with this, is like, okay, Fifth, okay, we're not making that pick. When fifth comes up, when they are on the clock and they're doing that on draft night, I don't know who's going to be up there, but it's not Detroit. I don't know if we'll have already made our pick. You know, maybe you do a, do you get weird? Do you do five and Bogdanovich and something else to Portland for three? You know, do you, do you want to push your chips in and move up or do you fall back? Because if you really think about it, the disparity in in terms of players between like five and nine, we'll say, is it really that steep? You know, I think you can afford 
to kind of fall back a little bit. And if there's somebody who, and I've, and I've seen a take or two fly around about like, if the Pistons don't even value the pick, why would other teams, first of all, the Pistons do value the pick. Second of all, I don't know, dude, maybe because other teams are in different timelines, you know, like the Pistons are just a team that just can't really afford another guy who takes three years. You know, they can't afford another Bruno Caboclo from a guy who's three years away from being three years away. They can't have that again. Right. Other teams can, though. So there's value in other teams moving up to five. There's value in us moving down. But let's sort of reverse. I actually hadn't hadn't considered them trying to move up. Um, And I think Portland getting three makes that interesting. um, Unless they're ready to trade Dan, right? Um. I don't know that five and bogey gets it done and stuff. Right. And stuff. Right. But I'm saying like from to make Portland better, I don't know if that is something that they would do because uh, their issue has been defense and that doesn't help. But I mean, I, I'm going to ponder that. Obviously I'm going to, I'm going to look at situations where they, where they make trades. I'm going to talk to my beat fellow beat writers at the athletic who cover certain teams. I'll propose things. I, off the top of my head, I wonder if five and stuff can, can you go get a Pascal Siakam? Can you go get a Tobias Harris who only has one year left on his deal? That's a little more, more risky, but if you can lock him up. Um, yeah, so I'll explore that. Utah, Utah maybe jumps to five. Can you get nine and someone? Um, need to obviously look at the roster and, and, and figure out what makes sense, but th- th- there's things there. Um, yeah, I asked Troy in, at the press conference after on the phone. Um, maybe more, I was like more more years than previous ones would you do you think you guys would be more inclined to trade this pick and he said absolutely we'll turn over every stone obviously a go-to quote for him if there's something that makes sense to push a team forward we'll do that but he also said that there's players they like um and of course you got to be diplomat diplomatic i know that one through three they one through three they would have without a question there was no question that they would keep the pick four and five i'm a little more dubious and i think I think what it comes down to, and we're doing an, uh, we're going to do an athletic mock draft. Well, we did one like post lottery, all the writers picked for their teams. I'm not going to spoil it and say who I picked on here, but there was a player and you can probably infer, and you can read the story when it comes out in the morning who has maybe the most upside behind Scoot and Wemby that fell to five. And if that player is there at five, I could see a – I think Detroit's best bet is that somebody falls in love with one of the – I'll say with one of the Thompson twins. Okay. If they really want to trade the pick, I think for that to be of the biggest value, somebody really has to love Amon Thompson, and he has to be there at five for Detroit. Or somebody has to really love Cam Whitmore, and he's there at five for Detroit. Um I think anybody else besides those two, I just can't really see teams giving up something pretty good for anybody else. But I could see a world where somebody really loves Eamon Thompson or somebody really loves Cam Woodmore. And I think that's where Detroit gets the bang for its buck. But uh, yeah, we'll see. Do you want to talk about who could, who like options at five or do you, are you just pissed? I'm, I'm straight up. We're not, I don't care. Like I do not, but, and I'm being harsh right now. Can you have a, can you at least have a guy? Oh, that's true. I should. I don't think Cam's going to be there. I think he goes four. I, our Rockets writer picked Cam Whitmore at four. Yeah. Jairus Walker. That's your guy. You're going. 
I shouldn't sound so melodramatic. Like I guess I'll. Like, I'm not trying to make him sound like an afterthought. But yeah, I'll do it. I like it. I like. It. I like. I like Jerace. I think they go more traditional. Oh, is it? I did not realize that's how you said his name. I'm sorry. What did you say? I said Jerace because I know a guy. His name was same Maybe exact it spelling. It. I say Jerace. Maybe it is Jerace. Oh. Hey, on the on the. I'm really not trying to get off topic here. On the same, is it Jaron Collins or Jaron Collins? I think Jaron Collins. Okay, I've heard both, and you've said Jaron, so I just roll with it. But I okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. It actually might be Jaron Collins. I don't know. I need to figure that out just in case. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I am of the. I think they really. I think if they make the pick, one of these four players will be Pistons. You ready? Mm-hmm. Cam Whitmore, Eamon Thompson, Jaris Jarace Walker, Anthony Black. There You're it an is. Anthony Black guy. You said I am an Anthony Black guy. You will be. You will. Oh, be. I will be. I mean, I can. I look. I can get around, right? But to That's me, be your guy in a month. No, I think Eamon Thompson might end up being the guy because I've I like I could see myself kind of getting in bed with him. You know. Hey yo, if he if somebody told me they did a redraft six years from now, and he went top three in the redraft. That wouldn't surprise me again. And I don't know if Detroit is thinking like this and I don't know. And they definitely, they, you shouldn't when you have 17 wins, but I can understand. I think Eamon is a lead ball handler at the next level. You make it work when, when scoots on the table, I don't know if they're willing to try to wait it out and make it work with Eamon. I don't know. Maybe they are, maybe they're not, uh, but we'll see. Um, that's kind of where I'm at with it. Cool. Okay. Uh, any other any other notes on lottery stuff? Any other quotes you want to you want to talk about? Because I, I we got some coaching stuff I kind of want to go through real quick. I'm trying to think from the experience, anything interesting? I elected not to do the drawing room. Um, I was invited and had a chance to go in there. Which, for those that don't know, what you see on TV is not the actual lottery. That's the show. About an hour before, uh, the representatives from teams, not Ben Wallace but the other list of representatives and he sent like about, a business guy, right? Yeah. Uh, no. Well, uh, front office guy, John Phelps. Oh, okay. He does like he's front office does primarily the salary cap. Uh, he used to be the grand Rapids drive GM, uh, when the Pistons owned them, uh, great guy, first and foremost, and congratulations to him. Um, he's has a second child on the way. So if he listens to this, congratulations, John. Congrats. Um, So what happens is in in about 20 media members get to go in there as well. You give them your phone. You don't get your phone. They do the lottery draw on there and you don't get out until after the television uh, portion is done. I elected not to do it. We already had three athletic writers in there and the Pistons had a high chance of getting number one. I got shit to do if they get number, if they got number one, right? Uh, I would love to do it. I want to do it at least once, but that I will only do it when it comes like there's not a realistic chance they have number one, like if they're 13th or 14th or 12th, then I'll do it when I don't have to worry about um, really doing a lot of work. So um, I didn't do that, but I had heard talking to my coworkers who were in there and they're all going to write pieces on being in the room. It was fate for the Spurs. It was fate for the Spurs. So for those who are unfamiliar, they draw – Four, like four combinations. So the first combination to pick the top four, that's what happens. They pick the top four. 
So the first combination is who gets number one. Second combination is who gets number two, so on and so forth. So the Spurs got number one. But then as they went to try to get number two, they redid it, and the Spurs got number two. So you've got to, they got to do it again to get a different team to get number two. So essentially it was – it was uh, I don't know if that's allowed to be, be made public. I think so because somebody took notes on it. But I'm pretty sure that's out there. But, yeah. Um, yeah, it's fine. Whatever. It's not like – Okay. it's not like – they rigged it or anything. That's not, that's normal. That's normal procedure. You know, I do have a question about that. I don't know how much you can talk about the, the process of it, but just like um, when it comes to determining who actually gets to be in the room, like, is there like a, like, Hey, we're only going to take five guys from the athletic. Like if, you know, is like, how does that process work? Uh, I'm not sure. They, I think they did ask our editor if we needed to have all that, all yeah. those guys. And I, I bowed out. Uh, but like we all, like, there's no other organization, like publication that covers that many teams. So, um, that's why we have more than others, but yeah, I mean, we didn't want to send like every single person in there. It didn't make much sense, but yeah. You did do combine stuff. You got anything you want to talk about from that? Yeah, I was there yesterday for the measurements. Uh, Anthony Black performed very well in some of the vertical stuff. Cam Whitmore jumps out of the gym. Um, the real like five on five combine is tomorrow on Wednesday. I'm leaving what tomorrow. Um, I might push my fight flight back and check out a couple of guys, but um, yeah, it's, it's the combine man. The lot. Uh, and if they're signed and if guys are signed to a West coast a agency on the West coast, they do a whole separate combine next week. So like some oh. guys you won't even see, like, I don't ex like Scoot's not going to talk. I'd be surprised if Brandon Miller, the first time he talks is at the combine and they allowed him to ask those questions. Um, yeah. So it's, 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 it's good for networking and seeing people like every, a lot of Pistons people are here and chat and catch up and all that stuff. Where are they going to do that with Brandon Miller? If not in between, like he, if they're going to do it on draft night when he's in the, you know what I mean? Like when were they planning on? I mean, he's going to get asked regardless, but. I mean, yeah, I mean, maybe if they want to try to get out of the way now, but there's still going to be that person on draft night that wasn't there. Yeah. Yet. So it's like, I don't know, just get it out of the way then. But yeah, I don't know. I don't, it depends on how his agent wants to handle it, I guess. You know, uh, as something we can wrap up on here, since our last podcast episode, James, there have been two new names thrown into the uh, the coaching pool. Pretty competitive year for for coaching vacancies this year. No, kind of. Have we not done a pod since Monty? No, no. And then Doc Rivers was what today? Yeah, I, Doc won't happen. No, I a hundred. Thank you. Let's just. We don't even need to go. It's not happening. I'll say, I'll say this, and I don't know this for sure. It's just this is me reading the tea leaves. I think if the Pistons, I got number one. They were ready to throw the entire the entire house at money. Now I wonder, I wonder, and it still may happen. Don't, don't get me wrong. I I just feel like if they had got number one, they would have been ready to throw the entire house at money. And I still think they would, but I, I don't know from an enticing standpoint for money, if that makes much sense, but uh, maybe it does. Maybe his relationship with Troy is super strong and they believe. And I do want to say one, one thing like throughout this whole process. I don't know. Do people, are people soured on Cade? Like, do they not believe? No, 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 no. Not think, in the circles that I, at least in my in in my channels, I don't see that at all. 
like I like again, I understand not getting like not getting Wembenyama stinks. But like I don't think it's all doom and gloom. Like at the end of the day, if K Tim, the league is run by six six ball handlers. Sure, maybe we're gonna stink though. We can't do anything. Like we're gonna stink. Unless Kate is him. Yeah, hundred percent. And 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 if and when this pick gets traded, you know, whether or not you move up or down, you get a guy there, whatever you do in free agency, like, yeah, you know, we could still kind of write the ship here, but dude, we've been watching this team suck, like suck for three years. And then it's on a on one night, it kind of all hits you. Like, dude, what is the, and it's through nobody's fault, right? This is just, it's ping pong balls. And it kind of just goes back to the beginning where like, it just feels bad. Like, I just feel terrible right now because it's not, it's not about discrediting Kate. Although I guess maybe to your point, like maybe some people have a little bit, but that's just through virtue of it being a, what have you done for me lately world? You know what I mean? That's not even his fault. That's just, we haven't seen him play in a long time. So, you know, some people are going to kind of just in their head go to this de facto, like, yeah, he's not even that good anyways. And it's like, you're just saying stuff, you know? Um, but yeah, there's just not going to be awesome. And we were kind of hoping there would be something. So I don't know. We'll see though. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but like, what if shade or what if Kate takes like a shade leap? Not that, it, or even like 80% of a shade leap. Like, I don't know. That changes. Yeah. It was always going to hinge on that to me with or without Wimby. Cade was the engine. Uh, so we'll see should be interesting Pistons fans you're getting Kevin Ollie and you're going to like it so get all your jokes off now because it's happening okay oh this is going to be a wild summer from fans are going to be pissed dude it's going to you better go... come out the gate like 5-0 and oh. <laughs> people are going to get so pissed oh man <laughs> Alrighty, James. Uh, you got an album before we get out of here. Um, I did. Dang. Do you have one? No, not really. I've been listening to um band called uh, Always recently, but it's spelled A L V V A Y S. You know how people do the fun little letter tricks. Um, they're really good. I don't have any specific record by them. Uh, the Japanese House, my favorite artist, has a new song coming out tomorrow. Um, from the forthcoming album, uh, which I'm not remembering the name of right now. It escapes me. But what do you got? Uh, let me. I'm pulling up. Um, we're gonna go with Most Deaf, The New Danger. Hmm. Great album. Check it out. Uh, that's my that's my pick. Shout out to Mighty Most Yasin Bay. You know, uh, recently, James, you know this, um. So our apartment flooded uh, over the weekend, and and the first day that it, that it happened, I was you know cleaning stuff up and throwing away a bunch of clothes that got destroyed. We also and just I, went the whole pod without mentioning that we hung out, but I yeah, I actually that I saw you like two days ago. I, that did. I'm I'm not even being funny, dude. 100. percent I yeah. you're 100 percent right. That did yeah, happen. Go, and we just go ahead and go ahead and finish the story, and then we'll talk and about it. Right so uh, I'm just I got on a random playlist. You know, it's like you know Nicholas Radio on Apple Music or whatever. She's just playing a bunch of songs and uh, family ties comes on and I'm like, I'll go bar for bar for three and a half minutes. Like I'll do this with Keem and you know, Oh, family, uh, Keem and Kendrick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And finally, like I'm, I'm like, you know, going bar for bar. And then I think to myself, I've always heard baby Keem say I'm Odie in Paris. I'm Odie in France. And I've never known what that means. So I finally Googled it 
Urban Dictionary OD and was like, oh, it just means he's like having a good time. He's going crazy. So now I'm up on the Baby Keem uh, vernacular. Big Baby Keem guy. Shout out to Baby Keem. Yeah. Your girlfriend's real. She's real. Shout out to Maddie. Yeah. Great hugger. Nice. Uh, is she naturally a ginger? Uh, no. Is that a bad word? Is that a bad term to say? Like, should I just like say that aggressively? <laughs> a hard R? Yeah, no, no. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah, no, though. She's, she's not. Her natural hair color. Blonde. Is Maddie there right now? In the next room. Just got home from work. Yeah. Tell her I said hello. Right now. I will on, do that. No, tell her on pod. I'm not going to do that. She's watching Queer Eye right now. Just letting no, her. No, Maddie, James says hello, please. Hey, sweetheart. James says hello. She says hi, James. Very nice young lady. You did well. I texted you after. You did good. That was I about that? You... I just thought you had fun. No, I was saying you, you picked him well. Oh, nice. She's, she's great at footsies. Um, we were playing footsies while we were eating. I'm sure. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, eating those enchiladas. Yeah. We were, I'm joking. Well, I'm not. She's very, I'm very happy for her. She's very nice. I only heard her voice. She's real. I thought you paid somebody to come out with us. Yeah, it would have been an elaborate scheme, but no. I took you to get some good enchiladas. Yeah, for those who, for our Chicago-based um, uh, listeners. Sukasa, which is like um, a pretty, oh, yeah. it's right downtown if you live, you know, it's, you know what it is. Um, I had, we had actually just never been there before and James was like, let's do it. And yeah, it was great. It was awesome. We were, it was quick too, like super fast service. So there's a little tip for you. If you come to Chicago, want some good Mexican food, go to Sukasa. Yeah, it's my spot. Um, you had never been there before the other day. It's not true. Is it not? Well, I told you I go there all the time. That's why I oh. knew about it. Oh, okay. Hey, you get any stands while you're in town? Yes. First day. <laughs> or second day. Nice. Um, got stands. Went to my Madison Crab House. Nice. Great seafood boil. Um, it's always a must. Picked up two new shoes at Boneyard Chicago. If you're a sneakerhead in Chicago or if you visit, go to Boneyard Chicago. Great new and used. Got the Stussy Air Maxes and the Bodega New Balances. Um, yeah, I, I'm sorry to say this. Fun trip. Had a good oh, trip. sorry to say this because you're like dancing on our graves and being like, well, I had a good time, so it's all right. No, like I, I mean, I genuinely like feel bad because people get so impacted by this stuff, like emotionally, like it truly bothers them. Yeah, and I should. Like, I do feel bad, but I, at the end of the day, I don't think it's all doom and gloom if Kate is what we all think he can be. So it's always good to have more good players for sure, but I don't think it's the end of the world. Yeah. I'm leaning a little closer to the ladder uh, right about now, but James, that's all for this week's episode of the Bunny and cardigan show presented by the athletic shout out to enchiladas shout out to baby Keem uh, reverse shout out to Mark Tatum. Really not over that little, Hmm, that he gave us really I wasn't into that. See that. He, it was a little sass. I really didn't like it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, be sure to write five stars, leave a review, subscribe if you're feeling generous. If you're listening to this on Spotify, you can also leave five stars. And go check out my piece on The Athletic. Uh, I talk about the players to watch for at five and the possibility of trading it. We will catch you guys 
in the next one. Peace.